Welcome to After the Act, a film podcast where we talk about movies and shows that we watch. We are your hosts. I am Randy, here with... The Crossbow, or you can just call me Crossbow. <laughs> and today we will be discussing Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of One Harley Quinn, or as the subtitle states it, Harley Quinn, colon, Birds of Prey, or Birds of Prey. I, they really have to make up their mind on the title. It's getting really hard to talk about it. But we DC DC just needs to get their shit together. In general, <laughs> is, is what I'm beginning to see here. You know, this title represents what they've done with the DC EU continuity. Is they just can't decide what it is, and no one else knows what it is either. Um, but you know, that's fine. We're going to dive into all the nooks and crannies, the highs and lows of Birds of Prey. Um, you can always find more of our work on MalinPictures.com. Email at us at after the act podcast at gmail.com find us on spotify itunes wherever else you listen to your podcasts and follow us on facebook and instagram as well at after the act but yeah let's dive into this movie let's dive into this universe if we can without getting too lost um in the not that great tasting sauce of the dceu um it's it's been interesting Uh, let's just start with that franchise in general so these characters are based off of Suicide Squad, a movie that came out a few years ago. That overall, it's like uh, I'd give it a, a C minus if I'm being generous. Yeah, they were <laughs> they were a uh, hot topic slash Spencer's favorite superhero group. <laughs> you know, you're right. That I think that perfectly encapsulated the flavor of that movie. Um, I, I I enjoyed some stuff about it. Overall, it just wasn't good. But. One of the things that were the best part of Suicide Squad was the character Harley Quinn, uh, portrayed by Market Robbie, who was fantastic as a character. You know, knowing her from the cartoon where it originated from and all its countless adaptations, she has a fantastic interpretation of Harley Quinn. Um, so that movie was a little rough, pretty rough, very rough, actually. But I think Harley Quinn was my favorite part of Suicide Squad. What about you? Uh you know, I will say this. My favorite part of the movie Suicide Squad was the trailer. <laughs> Damn, that's real. Uh not much, not much else. Uh Harley Quinn was a nice was a nice surprise because when I first saw that trailer, I don't re- I didn't remember Margot Robbie from anything other than Wolf of Wall Street. Uh and she was okay. She wasn't really like that prominent in the film. So I wasn't really too excited i didn't didn't really know who she was but uh once i saw her put on that new york city accent uh and mix it with like that traditional comic-esque type of portrayal of harley quinn i was like wow this is this is actually one of the better parts of this movie um so yeah i did enjoy her i did like her character the most will smith was cool to see but ultimately his character kind of felt flat to me uh, along with many of the other people in that film uh, along with probably the worst portrayal of the joker i've seen so far (laughs) Uh, so I'm not, there wasn't really too many high points for that movie for me. Like I said, the trailer was the best part, but yeah, right. Margot Robbie, Harley Quinn, probably the best part and pretty, pretty prevalent in pop culture too. I remember that year. That's what every girl was for Halloween was how it was Harley Quinn. Uh, so yeah, she, she definitely had a, a bit of an impact. So it, it kind of created some pretty good hype for this film as well. Yeah. And you know, this, this universe has been interesting because, it technically started with Man of Steel and Man of Steel sequel, which, you know, were fine. I think that's my feeling on Man of Steel. It's fine. Uh, some people love it. Some people really don't like it. It was fine. Uh, but then that led into Batman versus Superman. 
I really much disliked that movie, which led into Justice League. That was mostly still bad as well. But then you started getting these. Save Martha. The Martha. Save Martha. Martha Gate. Um, and it was weird because those are the two most prominent characters in that universe is Batman and Superman. So much so where anytime there's a DC movie, it's always just been Batman or Superman for the last like 30 years. Um, but they had some surprising hits. Wonder Woman, for example. Didn't think that movie would be better than the Batman versus Superman movie, but that was a fantastic movie. I had a lot of fun with Aquaman personally. I thought, hey, it was a fun movie. Same with Shazam. Again, fun movie. So I feel like, okay, they're kind of catching a rhythm. Um, Joker, which isn't a part of this specific universe, but you know that had some good beats to it as well, um, at the very least with some of the casting choices. Um, so I felt like, all right, if, Har- if Harley Quinn, a character that's pretty fun, can kind of do the Deadpool shtick almost, where it's just this maniac uh, villain slash anti-hero, and you're just having fun with them and their universe, then this movie could be successful. Um, and I think for the most part, it succeeded in what it wanted to do. It's a rated R superhero-based film. Um, a lot of it is just her being zany, uh, you know, comedic bits here and there with some action pieces. I'll say this movie... More or less succeeded. It was better than I expected it to be. I don't think it was a great movie. Even good could be a stretch, but I had fun with this movie. Um, I think my favorite parts in general are just the action beats. Um, I know, I think, uh, a member of the John Wick casting crew, or the the production crew, uh, maybe the stunt coordinator, he was involved in some of the reshoots, which you could really tell because Harley shined in her hand-to-hand kind of combat bits and those were pretty well shot, I felt. So I felt like the action sequences were cool. The comedy was okay. I thought it should have been funnier than it actually turned out to be. But the cast of the women in this film, they had fun dynamics. Uh, playing off of tropes, playing off of each other's, uh, you know, kind of weird origins. I had some fun with it. So, you know, overall, I thought this movie was, you know, it was decent. Um, better than I expected. I thought it might even be funnier than it turned out to be. But, you know, overall, as far as a DCEU movie goes, um, it's at least in the middle packed. Uh, how about you? What's your, what's your take on this movie? Uh, one of the things that really kind of sh- stood out to me for this film was that you could tell the cast had some fun. Like, they, they really enjoyed being together on set. Definitely. Uh, and they definitely had like that sister esque bond that really kind of resonated with, with me at least when I saw the movie. So I, I did like that. You're right; it was a fun film. And I will say this: so far from what I've seen from DC, the women are just kicking ass. Like it's it's the women just saving every other movie. Right? You got Wonder Woman, which was a delight. You got the new one coming out soon, um, and then Harlequin, which was the only good part of Suicide Squad, got her own solo film, and it wasn't bad. Um, I would give this movie a solid, you know, uh, six out of ten, five point five six out of ten, which is pretty good for me, considering I don't really like where DC has been lately. Sure. Um. So yeah, uh, I thought this movie was was a fun ride. Without getting into too much spoilers, it was uh, it was just cool to see them have as much fun as they did in this film. Uh, and we'll get into some spoilers now. What do you think? Yeah, let's dive into. The Emancipation of One Harley Quinn here. Uh, yeah, this movie was fun. I I think the beginning of it, like, it set the tone in a good way where, you know, she's just broke up with a Joker. Um, luckily, Jared 
wasn't available for shoot, so they just had to like shoot around him. It had some stunt doubles. Uh, so we didn't have to get too much Joker in this, but it was all about literally her emancipating herself from Joker. Her having like those typical like you just went through a big breakup, you're gonna cut your hair, go to the club, get drunk, blow up a chemistry plant in Gotham City. You know, you, everyone's been through a breakup at this point, right? Like you know what happens. I've been there. Yeah, yeah. About blowing up some power plant shit, and that's just been fun, you know. Just watching her, just trying to realize who she is. Like she defined herself drunkenly. Uh, to Black Canary's character of, yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of like the sidekick. You know, I'm nothing without a master. That's just who I am. And that set the tone of what that character was going to go through was her trying to find her own way without having some alpha male um, be a part of her identity. Um, so that was fun. That was a good setup, I felt. I agree. And it was uh, it was really funny for me because – you could kind of see how zany her character can be uh, in this film. I know in Suicide Squad, she had to share the screen with others, so she couldn't really kind of wild out as much as she did in this film. And it was just really cool to see her little quirks, how she dealt with the breakup, how she just got super fucking drunk and broke that dude's leg in half <laughs> that was like picking a fight with her. Uh, it was really cool. And you forgot one thing, man. His name's not the Joker. It's Puddin'. She lost her pudding. Or Mr. J. Okay. Mr. J, her pudding, got uh, he kicked her out apparently. Uh, he just gave her the, the one-two and she was out on the street. But, uh, yeah, that, that first intro bit was uh, was pretty funny. Uh, and still, like you said, pretty reminiscent of what breakups actually kind of are. Um, minus the whole Gotham power plant blowing up. At least not in my current <laughs> iterations of things. I, just, I just don't have the resources to do something like that right it's just, it's, I don't have her skill set personally um. exactly exactly <laughs> I'm uh I'm, my life's not that exciting but I'm sure someone out there who's who's been in a breakup maybe you could tell us in the comments section if you've blown up a power plant uh as you got over a breakup but uh <laughs> top five things about, you blow uh, up after a break, breakup we, we can write that blog exactly exactly uh we're looking at you buzzfeed we're looking at you, uh, but that it was just a it was a fun intro sequence, and you could tell from there that it was just going to be a lot of that, and I didn't mind that. It was a it was a it was just a fun ride for for what for what it was. I think it was uh, almost two hours the movie, something like that. Uh, yeah, no, it was um it was actually closer to ninety minutes. I think uh, let's see, one hundred and nine minutes. So you know, kind of right in the middle there. Uh, yeah, 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 and like you know, this movie obviously lives and dies off of how Harley Quinn, um kind of is portrayed and performed and what they give her to do and they give her enough where you can you get to see you know like oh why was she in suicide squad she's just this crazy girl who likes having a mallet i'm not but in this movie she's kicking ass like just completely owning every action scene doing crazy shit with bats and mallets and just cool choreography you know kicking cops asses left and right i think my favorite one of my favorite parts of this movie um, is her just trying to eat a breakfast sandwich? That's all she wants is to eat this Bro, goddamn I, breakfast sandwich. That's my favorite part of the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> and it was so reminiscent of New York City. Uh, you know, I like to you and I like to watch uh, Desus and Meru, uh on YouTube and Showtime, and they have this whole spiel about like it's New York City life. You got the bodegas, you got the little convenience stores where Papi will sell you uh, a breakfast sandwich or a chopped cheese and ask you, you know, what kind of cheese you want or if you want your bread toasted or not. Uh, and that was that was perfect. Like it, Gotham is supposed to be like a New York City, 
and she was talking about that scene like, yeah, I don't know what it is if it's the semi-expired bread or cheese that gives it that great flavor, but it's so delicious. And I'm like, damn, that's real. <laughs> Absolutely. That's real shit right there. Yeah. And like, that's my favorite kind of foods is breakfast foods for anyone who knows me. I'm like, I understand that desire. And then I also like what's incorporated in that scene is that, yeah, she's a bad person. Like she is an extremely bad person. And that now that she doesn't have the the umbrella of Joker's protection and it's known now, everyone's trying to kill her. Everyone. The nightclub guy who she broke the leg with. It is, I, love, I love how they introduce someone and give like a little profile as to why they want to also kill Harley Quinn. Because she's just been doing terrible shit constantly. And they're all just trying to kill her right at the same time. So I felt that was a, that was a pretty fun bit there. Plus, you know, shout out to breakfast sandwiches all over. Also, also hashtag breakfast for dinner gang. Yeah, you know, feel free to join us on that one. I don't know if that's a hashtag already, but Brenner Gang, gang, we we we're, bought we're that. gonna yeah. we bought that life. Brenner Gang, yeah. yes, hashtag Brenner Gang. <laughs> Leave that shit in the comment section. That's life. Right we now. bought that life. We bought. We see you, Quinn. We see you. Um, and so that that's, that was my favorite scene. But I think the best part of this movie, um, is definitely just the how they kind of interloped these different female characters. You know, you gave I felt like this movie kind of had like a Deadpool 2 esque vibe where, you know, Deadpool had this kid who he starts to help ground him as being a little bit more likable. And that's what Harley had with this kid. She was trying to protect slash get the diamond out of her uh, stomach there because she swallowed it. Uh, But just kind of seeing that relationship grow, her having like this fucked up mentor mentee relationship with her, teaching her how to steal and all that kind of stuff. Um. that was cool, but then when the women all got together and they were all just trying to protect this girl from these fucked up men that were trying to get at her, I thought there was a lot you could dig into the symbolism symbolisms of that scene. But I just love the choreography of them taking turns, having one hand on the girl to protect her, using their other hand to punch the throat of some henchman, and they all just passing her back and forth in each other's arms as protection. So. Uh, I, I just love that. Just the action sequences between all of these badass women uh, were just what made this film enjoyable. Yeah, this whole, yeah, I, if I would say anything is this this whole film's an adrenaline rush of just women kicking ass. Like, really cool women just beating the fuck out of everybody for, for close to two hours. Uh, and they they do a really good job of keeping it, like... Like the action sequences are really well choreographed. It's not all about, like, sex appeal or anything like that. These... These characters are actually uh, pretty pretty interesting to to want to get to know a little bit more about. Um, so yeah, I did I did enjoy just the combination of those two things in this film. But is uh, it was actually really cool too because the soundtrack really worked for this film. Oh yeah, they had a lot of really cool uh, modern day songs uh, that really added to the atmosphere of just the zany situation Harley Quinn was in and just the zany character she was in general. Uh, so I, I thought the soundtrack was also a really good highlight to this film. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's some bangers in there that definitely played with uh, the themes of uh, Harley and the birds parade is kicking ass throughout the city. Um, I I think one thing I was disappointed at uh, were more of the male characters. Like Black Mask, I actually I liked uh, Ian McGregor as Black Mask. I liked like he's kind of like zany, not Joker zany, but still out there enough and in love with the materials where. They gave Black Mask, you know, a, a decent representation. But as a, you know, a superhero pseudo nerd, I was actually really disappointed in the the Victor Zoss character, 
Only because I love that character. He's just this fucked up serial killer who just, you know, kidnaps people and tortures them and kills them, scars his body. I was I'm disappointed in that character only because I wanted him to get his own movie. Like I know The Batman is a movie coming out. I absolutely wanted Victor to be the villain, to be like the serial killer that Bruce Wayne has to find and um, you know, put to justice. And I don't know. I felt like the way they used him as a henchman was okay, but he wasn't that interesting. The Black Mask at least had some cool quirks, but other than that, the only people who really worked were like Harley Quinn and her uh, little birds of prey there, at least for me. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you. And I, he actually, Victor Sass died in a pretty uneventful way in the movie, yeah. which kind of bummed me out because I, I would have expected him to at least put up a bigger fight than he actually did. Uh, and he just kind of went out in... It just I didn't really feel much of anything when he died, honestly. Uh, so that that part did bug me. Uh, in terms of Black Mask, you and McGregor, can I just say, I I have mentioned this in previous episodes. I love it when actors make a resurgence and then they start put, coming out with bangers. Oh yeah, you and McGregor, I haven't seen since the Star Wars movies, and then I love you to Philip uh, Todd Phillips or something. That movie he did with Jim Carrey, like back in '08 or something. Um, I haven't seen him in anything since then, and then all of a sudden he started. He's he came out with this film. He came out with Doctor Sleep. He's he's rumored to be in an Obi Wan Kenobi. He was Christopher Disney Robin. Show. That's right. He was Christopher Robin, and I just love that. Like I, I love seeing actors kind of come up out of nowhere and just start kicking ass, kicking ass again. And Ewan McGregor does a great job of portraying this like quirky psychopath who, uh, who despite trying to act really sophisticated and uh, intelligent, he's actually just as bad as his henchman, if not worse. Uh, I think one of the highlights for me for this film, one of the, the things they did really well that I wasn't personally expecting was kind of the brutality of, of everything. Oh, yeah. Uh, within the first within the first 30 minutes, you see Black Mask and uh, another character, uh, or Victor Sass, uh, peeling the face off of this family. Like, they just take a knife and they just start removing the flesh from their face. And then you just hear it plop on the floor, like, black. And it's just like <laughs> something I wasn't expecting. Uh, from uh, from a DC comic book movie, uh, so that was a that was a pleasant surprise. I also thought the scene where you and McGregor uh, gets really pissed off in his own club and he makes the woman strip while standing on the table and yeah, embarrassing that was really her. Fucked up. Yeah. That was really like I was not expecting that that level of brutality in this movie, and they deliver on it. So that's one of the like the biggest highlights of this film for me was you and McGregor, his portrayal of Black Mask and just the brutality of his his character and his actions in general. Yeah, and I like how they were digging deep. Like Black Mask, he's a constant, you know, top top ish level tier Batman villain who always has some kind of crime lord boss status. So it's cool to see him in there. Um, I do wish more of these movies kept their villains though. <laughs> these movies keep killing off villains I want to see in the future. Like I want to see, you know, Zas actually have a prominent role in the future movie. I want Black Mask to be a recurring villain for someone to fight. You know, unfortunately, he got grenaded by that young girl. Uh, I think her name was Cassandra in the movie. Um, but, you know, so he... That was a beautiful scene. Like, come back. Just seeing him blow up <laughs> midair. Oh, yeah. And, like, blow up into bits and land in the water. That was beautiful. Yeah, I if you're going to go out, it might as well be a grenade um, tearing you to legit pieces. Uh, but, yeah, he's gone. I do like the introduction. Like, they're digging deep in this gallery here. So, Black Canary, I always like the Canary character. So, they have Black Canary, like, kicking ass her the huntress and harley quinn for like the literally kicking yes literally kicking ass. yes heels were in assholes 
uh, via these badass women. So, and I was afraid actually that they weren't going to have her have her superhero abilities because all we saw from her being called a canary is, you know, she was able to have a glass shatter as she screamed, but she wasn't using her powers at all. But they saved it to the end, so I was I was glad they gave her to do. And it was a reason. There was actually a reason why she wasn't using her powers. Is because once she used it to that extent, she passed the fuck out. So it was actually really fair how they used it. So she was awesome. I love the Huntress as a character in the comics, and they gave her like this, you know, cool tragic background, but also the comedic bit of no one like she's practicing her character and her branding in the mirror, and then no one's getting what she wants her branding to be. Like she wants to be the Huntress, but everyone's like. The crossbow killer. The crossbow killer. The crossbow killer. killer. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> the huntress. Um, but yeah, having those two as part of these like birds of prey kind of sisterhood of, you know, gang gang life. Um, that ultimately turned to, you know, doing good. That was awesome. I love that shit. I also especially really love that scene towards the end where they go out for fucking burritos uh, or in Mexican food. And then Harley Quinn just tells the little girl, like, if that doesn't make you shit, then I don't know what will. <laughs> uh, that part had me dying. Like, just the level of just just not, vul- I guess, vulgarity and, like I said, brutalness. It, it was kind of a pleasant surprise. One thing I did not actually like was the Huntress. Uh, the whole plot revolves around her family and how they need to find this diamond that has, like, codes encrypted on it to access their accounts for the family fortune. Uh, that was essentially the main point of the whole movie, and she's barely in the film. She shows up at the end just to help kind of kick ass, but it, it, I feel like she was severely underutilized in the movie. And I don't keep up with the comics that much, so maybe you can correct me on this, but is she generally just like a side character like that, or is she generally more of a main character? Because in this film, it just felt like she was an afterthought, personally. Yeah, I mean, it, it depends on what comic you're looking at. You know, like, uh, at one point she was Batgirl during her uh, tenure. Um, in the show Arrow, she's, you know, kind of prominent here and there. Um, but, you know, I felt like it was hard to, to introduce multiple different characters for the first time in this movie. And I could have used more Huntress as well. Uh, but they pretty much saved a lot of that for the end. It, it just kind of used her as a reason as to why, you know, Harley is even being sought after or that little girl is being sought after. So, yeah, I could use more Huntress, but I was fine with how they used her at the end, personally. I think uh, I'm not sure if they they're going to do like a Birds of Prey movie without Harley Quinn. I feel like they no, they definitely need Harley Quinn um, to be in a movie. But I would like to see these characters in like a more like from the beginning a prominent role. Um, although I don't think that's going to happen because like, I like black Canary. I like the Huntress. I like the police woman too, but I feel like they, uh, definitely need Harley Quinn. I feel like if they do a sequel, it would have to be, you know, Harley Quinn and the birds of prey. And they have to introduce someone like poison Ivy to give it a little bit more flavor. And uh, I'm not sure what villain it would have, but, uh, yeah, you know, it's, that's fair. I think, uh, anytime you have this many characters, it's going to be hard to juggle. But for the most part, I think particularly that last act, that last act was probably my favorite one and just how they were trying to protect that girl. I feel like this had way better action scenes than Suicide Squad, which is crazy because Suicide Squad is supposed to be a group of people literally tailored to be the best in that role of assassinating and killing and then being um, disposable. 
But somehow this movie way outdid the action sequences in that movie. I agree. Um, I'm still waiting on that Deathstroke movie too. Come on. Uh, yeah. But that would be a cool villain to see them kind of go against too, like a Deathstroke. Someone who's just like really skilled. Uh, getting Giving me like a, what's that Teen Titan villain, Slade? Like when Slade, Slade fought the Teen Titans. That'd be really cool to see something like that. Um, but... Yeah, definitely underutilize some of these characters, and that that's generally a problem when it comes to movies that have like a big cast like that. You really just can't you can't give the time you need to each character. This is just, just it'd be a three hour and change movie if you did something like that. So I get it, um, but what this what this movie lacked in character development for some of them, and what it lacked with in like original plot points, it made up for like I said in the action sequences and the uh, flavor that the actors brought to each character and just their chemistry. So, um, yeah, that, that is really the, is really what the balancing act was in this movie. Um, I would say, I would say the thing that I would have also liked to have seen uh, a little more expanded upon was that final confrontation with black mask. Um, I don't know in the comics if black mask is actually like a skilled fighter or anything like that. Or if he's just literally a mafia dude who gets other people to fight for him. Uh, but it would have been cool to see him uh, maybe put up more of a fight at the end. Uh, before getting kind of blown to bits or turned into chum. Uh, but you tell me, man. I don't really know him as someone who has like... He's usually like a uh, kingpin in the MCU. Where he is like a mastermind of having crime organizations. He's usually like... He's really smart. He's really tactful or tactful in what he chooses to do. Like, he's a really good criminal businessman. I don't really know him as someone who's... I'm sure they gave him some kind of, like... Uh, I don't know, hand... Like, he's good with melee weapons, I guess. Like, he has a lot of weapons. Um, but ultimately, at least how I interpret him as, he's just the crime lord. So he's able to have enough resources to get shit done. Although he could kick ass... If there's one thing, then they could have at least had him kick a little bit more ass than they actually had him do. Um, but ultimately, yeah, he's uh, just this crime lord with this uh, black mask. I forgive that mask was actually a part of his face, but I feel like in some interpretations it is. I kind of wished it was like – I wanted them to do the mask like they defeated him in some kind of fiery explosion and then the mask is now permanently a part of his physical features and that kind of like informs what he's going to do next and be more brutal in the next movie. But, you know, a grenade to the gut, you know, that's that's another way to go about that character. Hey, he might have hey, – listen, Black Mask might have had a twin brother, man. We don't know. Or he might have been cloned. He's rich. He could afford that shit. We, 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 we don't know what's in store for the, for the DC universe. But if they, keep up, uh, if they keep up this trend of killing everybody, they're not going to have much to work with in the next 10 years. So. <laughs> There's going to be no gallery left for the Batman. Exactly. The Batman's just going to have to pick a fight with himself or some shit. Like, I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, no, um, definitely wish I could have seen more of him. Uh, towards the end not that I didn't think you and McGregor did a good job with him but it would have been cool to see maybe more of like a background from him uh, or his origins how he came to power uh, or just more from him in that final sequence uh, it would have been nice to see him being able to show off a little bit more of his uh, acting chops uh, with that role but yeah I'm glad he was in it I feel like that was a big selling point for the movie too to see you and McGregor in there because uh, that's not something I typically associate you and McGregor with being in uh, so that was uh, that was pretty cool oh yeah absolutely yeah, you know, his performance, Harley Quinn's performance, Black Canary's performance, 
Um, and yeah, that's the action sequences themselves. Those are definitely the highlights. I think the script was pretty weak. You know, like it's it's not a complicated plot. It's nothing that's that clever at all. So I think the script was probably the weakest point. But, you know, I'm glad where they took the movie in general. And, you know, I'm curious as to what they're going to do with the character in the future because this movie didn't make that much money, you know, relative to other movies. I think it made – it cost about $100 million to make, and it only made $188 yeah, – around $188 million. So it's it, w- it was considered, at least at first, kind of a flop almost. It, it's profitable. It made money. Um, so I'm not sure what they want to do with the movie. I kind of blame the marketing. Only because having a title is just Birds of Prey, it's kind of difficult. Like Harley Quinn colon Birds of Prey should have just been the title since Harley. Like I would anecdotally ask people like, hey, have you seen Birds of Prey? And they'd be like, I don't know what the hell that is. And I'm like, oh, you know, Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. They're like, oh, yeah, I loved her. That's her movie. You know, I don't you know, I don't watch (laughs) National Geographic. I don't like nature shows. I don't like birds, man. Shit. Um, But yeah, so I think it is kind of faltered in the marketing, I think, with better marketing and play. It would have made more money. So I think they'll probably stick with this character since I think she has enough of a following where it can warrant more movies. Um, but what about you? Do you want to see more Harley Quinn in this uh, this version of the DCEU? Uh, yeah. I mean, Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is at this point becoming so iconic uh, in like pop culture and just the DC universe in general. So. I would definitely would not mind seeing her. I think a great sequel to this film would just be a plot point where Mr. J comes back and wants her back and now she's independent and doesn't want that. So she kind of goes against the person she used to be madly in love with and have to fight him. Uh, So that would actually be a pretty interesting movie to watch. I would enjoy that. Um, And it would give maybe Jared Leto a chance to redeem himself with that uh, Joker from Suicide Squad. Uh, But yeah, it would uh, that would definitely be something I'd like to see again. Uh, one of the things that really made no sense to me in this movie, uh, because it really didn't play any kind of role, uh, was the the fucking hyena Bruce. I think the name was the hyena, right? Oh yeah, yeah, uh, Bruce the hyena. It, it it just made no sense. Like, it was just a it prop. Was a little com- <laughs> yeah, it was a little comedic bit. Uh, he wasn't in the movie for very long. We thought he died in an explosion. He randomly comes back in the end, and then that's it. Uh, but it was just kind of random for me. It looked pretty bad in terms of CGI as well. So don't bring back Bruce the hyena, but I would like to see Harley Quinn come back. <laughs> I mean, I want her to have a hyena because that's part of her character. Like she has a mallet and hyenas for some reason. But yeah, I think they just couldn't afford, you know, a good hyena graphics. Um, so therefore, they were like, let's keep it in the movie as minimal as possible. I thought the hyena was going. How do you have a hyena and not have it kill someone? You know, that's rule number one of having that's, a hyena. That's true. You have it kill someone. That's the first thing you do with a hyena. Uh, Any pet that's a predator has to murder and eat someone. That's just a rule. Yeah, it has to do some direwolf shit. It has to do some dragon shit. Like, it needs to kill someone. So, you know, just have – maybe they can have a bigger budget, you know, $50 million more. Throw some of it Bruce's way and, you know, have him fuck up some stuff. Um, I, I do agree. Like, I thought this movie should have been Harley Quinn versus the Joker as her setting off point. So it sounds like, like – I feel like they probably do have to do that at some point. Um, but yeah, I would, I want them to double down on this universe. I would love, I mean, I think they're trying to use, they were trying to use, uh, Deathstroke for the Justice League sequel. I think he was a part of that post credit scene. Spoilers for Justice League. Oh, you're right. He was. Yeah. With, uh, with, uh, Lex Luthor. Yeah. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg's portrayal of him. Yeah. 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 So, you know, I'm not really sure what they want to do with that character, but I would love to see him in 
the movies in the future DCEU movies. Him versus uh, you know, the Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn. That would be cool. I agree with that. That would be pretty dope. Not sure what other characters they haven't used yet that I would want to see. The Penguin hasn't been in this universe, surprisingly. Although I am not interested in the Penguin at all. So I don't really care for that one. Way too gimmicky. And I think I saw enough of him like as a modern-day portrayal in the, mo- in the show Gotham. I thought that was a pretty good portrayal of Penguin. So I'm not... Sure. I'm not excited to see Penguin, you know, can't be Danny DeVito in that classic corn, like can't be <laughs> portrayal of the Penguin. Uh, I can't top that. So there's no need to try. Yeah, he's also uh, another but... like crime boss, which Black Mask is. I'm not really interested in that angle again. As to like another mob dude, you know, taking over, using his henchmen to fight. Um, so I think I think Deathstroke's the only way. I think I'd do Deathstroke. Uh, Mr. Freeze would be weird. Like I like Mr. Freeze, but I, I, I just feel like that's a weird... He has like this frozen superpowers, and they have hand-to-hand combat expertise. So I'd rather someone that they can actually just like fight hand-to-hand to get some of that uh, John Wick esque choreography. Yeah, it would even be cool to see them like maybe go against either Catwoman or Batgirl because that would oh, be sure, like yeah. the, you know fe- female versus female. Poison Ivy is a good one, like you mentioned before. Um, and I actually some of the more outlandish characters that I want to see are ones that I've never seen in a. Uh, in any iteration of a DC movie, I want to see fucking Clayface, man. That that, that villain used to fascinate me in Batman. No, sure. Uh, the animated series. I loved Clayface. Yeah, and he was like kind of hard to beat because he's like an elemental type of yeah, creature. He's clay. Um, he's he's fucking clay, man. Yeah. So, uh, I I I want to see more of those those more obscure villains, but I think Birds of Prey would play well if not if they weren't against the Joker. It would be cool to see him against another female character. I think Batgirl would be a really cool one because you get to see like that, those you know the dichotomy between, uh, you know a female superhero, uh, versus the female villains, quote unquote, and just see like how that interaction plays out. So that'd actually be pretty cool. Yeah, well, it's interesting because Birds of Prey is set up to them being a a good vigilante group. Like they fight for good now, so now they need villains. So. I guess they could team up with Batwoman in the future one. Poison Ivy, I mean, she's pretty OP given in the particular writer's hand. Like, she could be OP as fuck. So I think that would be a good villain for them to go up against. Uh, I know they're working on a Batgirl movie. Um, so, you know, they, they can have her versus Harley in the future one. That would be pretty cool. Um, but, yeah, you know, ultimately I would see more Harley Quinn. I'd, I'd pay another ticket. Uh, I'd use my Regal Pass for more Birds of Prey. Uh, particularly with Harley Quinn. This was, you know, a fine entry into DCEU, which they've at least caught themselves with these last few movies that didn't include Batman and Superman. So hopefully they keep up that trend. I think the next DCEU movie, is it The Batman? Is that what's coming out next? Yeah, yeah, it is. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't know. I'm not really excited about that movie. It's just hard to be excited about another Batman movie. Uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman's the next one, then The Batman. Um, but you know, I think they're just going to, oh, you're, you're right. You're right. Yeah. They're going to stick with the ones that worked. I think like Wonder Woman worked. They're going to do that. Aquaman worked. They're going to do that one again. Uh, and you know, I think this one critically, it at least worked comparatively to the other movies. So I feel like they'll bring it back again. Uh, but you know, I'm, I just, what I want them to do. And I think that's the lesson they should have taken away is that the characters behind Superman and Batman can work really well. 
So start digging deeper like Marvel into the arsenal of characters. Get weird. Like Marvel launched Ant-Man and Guardian of the Galaxy. No one cared about those guys before those movies, but they did it well. And DCEU has as many characters as the MCU has, even deeper sometimes. So dig deeper, you know? They have Black Adam coming out with Shazam 2. That could be fun. Aquaman has a crazy universe. Dive into that. Uh, I want the Justice League oh, I like, Unlimited. Like I, I want more I characters. Like, I agree with you, and I like the pun too about diving in. That was that was yeah, you good. that was just natural. That just came out. Um, but yeah, expand it. You know, Supergirl, Bat, Batgirl. What I want most, I think, and maybe you can offer what you would want too. But out of this universe, what I really want to see finally is uh, a Robin. I like in the movies, like a Teen Titans Robin. I want to see that. I want to see the Teen Titans in here. I want to see Teen Titans, but I also want to see, you know, spoilers for the comic, but like the, I believe it was Jason Todd, the death of Jason Todd, that Robin, because that's a tragic story of the Batman losing his sidekick to the Joker. That's a heartbreaking uh, comic. And then it's the return of Jason Todd later as a villain or anti-hero that Batman now has to uh, challenge his own protege. So I love that storyline. Plus Teen Titans. So those are the last two things from the Batman or the Batman universe that I would want to see portrayed in live action. Uh, but what about you? Yeah, Teen Titans is my favorite, man. I, you and I growing up, we used to love that animated Teen, Teen Titans. Titans show. Teen Titans, go! Um, that was really well done. I could say with certainty a Teen Titans live action film would work very well. Um, and I also really love just standalone movies for some of those characters. I think a Raven standalone film would be really gritty. Yes. And with, yeah, with her backstory of like using black magic and Trigon, who's like this demonic, uh, like Satan. It could be a straight up horror sci-fi movie, like Hellboy-esque. That would be a pretty cool genre. Absolutely. And it could be like the blade of the, what blade was for the MCU when it first came out. Something really dark and gritty, kind of a nice change of pace from uh, the silliness we've seen recently. Um, so yeah, I would love to see something like that. Uh, in terms of other, other IPs, I'd love to see something with the Mar- Martian Manhunter. I feel like that's a really interesting character yeah. that could add some like sci-fi dynamics, uh, like, uh, what Guardians of the Galaxy did with, uh, with the MCU. Uh, so I would love to see stuff like that. So yeah, definitely opportunities are there to expand. Uh, Flash has always been an interesting character, has some really compelling stories. I know they have the show, uh, but I don't really like any of those CW shows. I don't think they're very good, so I would love to see a Flash movie uh, as well. Just stop with uh, stop with Superman. I'm tired of Superman. To me, Superman has always been just kind of a boring character. He's just way too OP. He does everything perfectly. His only like weakness is his strange rock that they had to ass pull because they realized he couldn't be beaten. Um, so I'm not a big fan of that, uh, justice league. I was excited for because it was building up into like cosmic stuff, like what the MCU did. And it just ended up flopping. Um, but yeah, dark side really wish to see him in like a proper iteration in the future. Uh, that would be cool. Uh, but if I could pick something simple, I'd stick with you and say teen Titans are like a Raven, uh, standalone. Yeah, that's fair. And I should say that there is a live action teen Titans show out there that I haven't watched. It didn't look particularly good, and I've heard mixed things. Um, so I should probably give that one a chance, but I'd rather to see a movie because I think the movie could be so... Like, they haven't done Young Avengers yet in the MCU. They're going to work up to it. I know they are, um, especially with uh, Disney Plus Marvel shows coming out. But they can beat 
the MCU to the punch and have a film of the Teen Titans and get the younger Avengers vibe. That would be pretty cool. Uh, but, you know, all in all, decent movie. You know, I'd probably also give it like a, I'd give it like a 6 out of 10. Um, and I'm totally willing to see more Birds of Prey. Uh, get your marketing right. Get your name right next time so you can make more money. Uh, but yeah, any uh, you know what would be any a, final thoughts on you this? Know be a, yeah, man. You know what would be a really interesting villain I just thought of for them to go against? Uh, I think the Birds of Prey and Harley Quinn would – just the, the, the way the dynamic would work uh, would be interesting would be against the Riddler. I feel like the Riddler oh, yeah. is a great villain for them to, to kind of go against because he's more of like a subtle manipulator type, very similar to the Joker. He's not a direct fighter. But he'll fuck your day up with like elaborate plans and and uh, just being kind of crazy like Harley Quinn too. So uh, I think that would be a really interesting character for them to go against. I could see them getting super annoyed by his like his setups uh, throughout the whole film. Uh, so that would also work. Uh, Riddler, don't sleep on the Riddler. I think that would work pretty well. Uh, in terms of closing thoughts for Harley Quinn, uh, I thought they knew exactly what they were trying to be which was a fun film, star-studded cast of females kicking ass. They did that in uh, spades. The soundtrack really helped out and boosted it. Um, and hopefully we'll see Suicide Squad get redeemed with the rap they just did for the new one, uh, which sounds like it's going to be a lot better than what we originally got with Suicide Squad. So I would love to see uh, after that film uh, them kind of interact with one another and just start building up that universe. DC has really struggled with that, and it's it's been really unfortunate. Um, and I I accredit I attribute a lot of that to maybe just uh, dysfunction amongst like maybe people at the uh, the higher ups not agreeing in the direction they want to go. And I feel like everyone needs a Kevin Feige to kind of lead that ship in the right direction, uh, which they just haven't found yet. Uh, but hopefully these next few films, Wonder Woman, uh, like I said, Suicide Squad. Uh, they kind of right the ship a little bit, and then the Batman movie turns out decent, and they can go from there. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And um, you know, like I, I, I've enjoyed the Flash and the Arrow TV shows. I kind of fell off in those, but I think what they did well is just building universes and building lore, which I don't think the DCEU has done. So yeah, hopefully with these kind of movies, it kind of corrects, it course corrects. I don't know what they're going to do with the continuity. I don't understand where the Batman will live versus like future uh, Suicide Squad movies. Is Jared Leto just the Joker for this franchise? Because that's kind of disappointing. But, and ultimately, yeah, good movie. I'm looking forward to more, more movies like this. Give these characters a chance to shine. Obviously, women-led movies can fucking work. So have more of those. Get some hot girls out there. More Wonder Womans. More Harley Quinns, Poison Ivies, Batgirls. Uh, they're two cool characters. So hopefully they double down on that. Uh, but yeah, that'll bring it to a close. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of After the Act. Feel free to follow all of our projects on malampictures.com. You can send us an email at aftertheactpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at After the Act on Facebook and Instagram. Listen to us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. If we are not on the podcast platform of your preference, let us know. We'll get on there. Um, and until next time, you know, enjoy your breakfast sandwiches. And we are not, we are not getting paid by Regal, man. I heard you repping that Regal pass in the earlier, early in the episode. Not cool, man. They're not paying us. Oh, no, I'm just doing a, I'm just trying to get them to give us money now. They saw how great I can plug it naturally. So now I'm hoping we can get sponsored by Regal. Um, if not, 
you know, whatever. Fuck it. I can still afford a breakfast sandwich, so I'm happy. I'm happy. Yeah, that's right. Go out there and get some breakfast sandwiches. Hashtag Brinner Gang. Don't forget. Brinner Gang Gang. Peace. Peace.